Hey everybody, this podcast today is with Gianni Grippo. We did the podcast uh, while he was having a seminar in Malmö, Sweden. It was a great opportunity to have a little moment and talk with him. Uh, we did the podcast for the first time in real life. You should do it through Skype. So there's a little bit of background noise uh, since we had the podcast in the hotel lobby. But I hope you would like the podcast anyways. The podcast is sponsored by Top Rank Equipment, the company that has most MMA equipment and of course Jiu-Jitsu equipment. Check out Top Rank Equipment on Facebook. And a big thanks also to Defense Soap, uh, the soap that keeps you clean and keeps you safe. So check out uh, Defense Soap on Facebook or their website. If you're looking for any uh, good soaps, check out the Defense Soap. Okay guys, are ready for the podcast? Let's do it. Today we have with us Gianni Grippo. Very welcome to On The Mat BDJ Podcast. Yeah, thank you. How are you? Good, how about you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Good, yeah. Um, we had a, a great day training yesterday. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. good. I had a good time yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so many new techniques. Uh, yeah. From De La Hiva, from the, how do you call it, the sit-up? From, just from the sit-up guard from the De La Hiva. Yeah. Going into single leg X and X. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. And some cool uh, spider guard sweeps with uh, mount transitions and arm bars. Yeah. Really good. Uh, and today you, you, you told us yesterday that we want to do some um, passing. Yeah. 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 Passing is actually more of the thing I like to show. Passing, you could, I feel like there's even more cooler variations, you know, to go for. So some of the stuff I like I like to go for is uh, works well for me. So I think I think everyone will like it today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we're gonna do leg dragging today. Some leg drags, but then some other things. You know, I used cool. to do a ton of leg drags, but now starting to incorporate other things. So I'll show you guys those stuff. That stuff today. Awesome. As well. Uh, for those people that hasn't um, known you or know about your background, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, when you got started? Uh, well, I started training when I was 10 years old. Um, yeah. I, I actually started doing a lot of other things when I was younger. Uh, I started doing like karate, kickboxing, yeah, okay. and boxing and stuff like that when I was a kid. I used to swim on swim teams and stuff like that. Uh, but when I joined this boxing club, um, one guy actually mentioned uh, Enzo Gracie Academy to me, yeah. and and to my dad. And my dad was always uh, adamant about getting me involved in different things. Yeah, okay. Uh, so he's like, okay, let's try it out. Let's yeah. see how it goes. Uh, the first time I ever went to Enzo Gracie's in in New York City on West Thirty Seventh Street, I was I was still ten years old at the time. Didn't didn't really have any. So when when was this? If we, if we were ten years, with nineteen. Um, I'm twenty two now. So. Um, about 12 years ago. Yeah, okay. About 12 years ago. So uh, I went to the academy, and the guy I was supposed to take a private lesson with didn't even show up that day. Okay. Um, so we, he had a no show, and it was it, it could have been very discouraging for us, yeah. especially since the place where I was at, um, every other floor I was there was a, a drug clinic for guys with Whoa. like almost like rehab centers. Yeah, or, okay. Or, or transvestites, you know, all these <laughs> crazy messed up. And people. the BJ academy. And then a BJ academy <laughs> right, right there. Awesome. On the floor. Yeah. yeah. So. It was a bit of an eye-opening experience, especially for a ten-year-old, and yeah, I, I, think sure. my, I think my six-year-old brother was with me as well. So okay. we could have easily never come back. Yeah. But the best thing about my dad was that he was very, you know, he was like, "Okay, if it doesn't work, we're gonna try it again." So yeah. we went back the next day, and thankfully, uh, my first instructor, Magno Gama, he showed yeah. up for my first private lesson that day, and didn't stop since. Yeah. Um, I trained at Henzo's for ten years, um, yeah. and then. You know, times change, people change, yeah. you know, things happen. Yeah. And I, I, I moved to Marcelo Garcia's yeah. in New York City as well. I've been training with him for about a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, and in January, I got my black belt under him. Yeah. And the whole experience, starting from Henzo's to now, has been, I can't ask for anything better. You know, I wouldn't change a thing. So you left the Henzo's when you were purple belt or? Um, I was a brown belt at the time. Brown belt, okay, brown belt. Okay. I was about a year and a half into my brown belt. so. Okay. You know, I was, I was there for a while. You know, so it was a, definitely a big change. You know, it took me a while to get used to. Yeah. But I'm I'm very happy with where I met at Marcelo's. Yeah. I have a lot of a lot of good friends there, a lot of good training partners, and a lot of guys that support me. So it's yeah. it's been good. Were there any hard feelings switching academies? Yeah, it was it was hard feelings. You know, there was yeah. there were some issues. Um, I I thought I took it the right way, or I thought I, I approached it the right way. I I never said I never said anything bad, but probably the problem was that I didn't say enough. I didn't okay. give enough people explanation for why I left, so people felt like I kind of left them in the dark. Yeah. And I kind of understand, um, but unfortunately, there's some guys that are taking a little too hard. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't believe in that completely. But yeah. you know, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. It's it what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you like, t- take us with you through the, the first couple of years. How was your training? 
Um, well, at that at Henzo's when I first started, there was no adults at all. Um, only kids. Okay. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm. Hold on. Backtrack. Backtrack. Yeah, there was no kids at all. There was only adults. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, and that you would just stand training with the adults. Yeah. I actually I didn't even get a chance to train with the adults because um, like I was too young at the time, too too young to take the regular classes. Ah, okay. So I stuck with taking private lessons with uh, Magno Gamma for, ah, okay. for literally three years. Whoa. And this is where my parents showed their dedication. They would. But yeah. They, sure. they paid for private lessons like yeah. four times a week you know and now we've trained once in New Jersey at a place but New York was the best play, place to be at Henry yeah. Gracie's so I took private lessons with Magna Gamma for three years you know four times a week you know um, and um, and then ta and then taking classes in Jersey as well you yeah. know my parents would drive me all over the place so yeah. it showed how dedicated they were yeah. but um, Magna really helped me out a lot there know? weren't any other academies around that, that you can train with you know there was but I really really thought Henzo's was the best yeah, my yeah. dad thought it was you know I was surrounded by Henzo who was yeah. there regularly you know Magna was a really good instructor for me he yeah. really he really took me under his wing. He taught me everything he knew. But still, he was a grown-up, so you didn't like train with your own size people. Yeah, that that was a problem. I remember when I would compete, I would feel the difference. I yeah. wasn't used to rolling with kids my own exactly. size, yeah. and I would only be rolling with Magna, who was about like 22 years old and about like 160 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually did a very good job at mimicking like how a how a kid would be. He was yeah, he was okay. very good at going down to my level, nice. and and you know kind of just not me not messing around with me, not playing with me like I was a child, no. taking me seriously, yeah. but also knowing when to give, yeah. when to give me space and stuff like that, so. When did you kind of realize that you want to do this like full time? Uh, it took me about two years. Really? Um, yeah, it took Whoa. me about, well, I mean, 10 years old, who's really going <laughs> to really be like, So you're okay, 12, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. But when I was 12 years old, yes, I did yeah. I did feel like that. Um, it took me a little while to get into it completely. Yeah. I took it more as a hobby, but um, the first time I went down to Brazil uh, yeah. with my mom, in 2004, we were there for the for the Mundials, okay. um, and we saw Hajar and Jacare fight yeah. in the absolute final. And I remember how crazy the building was that day. How, you know, when Hajar caught that armbar on Jacare, yeah. the crowd was just going nuts. And I remember that whole tournament, just how passionate the fans were, yeah. how great the athletes who were when who competed, how technical their level was. I remember meeting so many guys, taking so many pictures. Most of them I didn't even know. I didn't even know who Marcelo Garcia was at that time. Really? Okay. But just watching them. Yeah. And, and seeing how it is, I, I knew I wanted to be in that situation someday. So I knew I wanted to do that for the rest of my life cool. at that point. Yeah. And didn't stop since, you know. Yeah. Um, ever, since, ever since then, it's been like everything. So that's kind of like a big day for you? Yeah, it was a big day. Yeah. It was a big day. I remember, um, I remember I talked to my dad on the phone after. I'm sure the phone bill was just ridiculous <laughs> after that. Because I kept, I kept telling him about like how great that tournament was. He's like, okay, Gianni, I think we better get off the phone. <laughs> yeah. you know, but I'm like, but, but I gotta tell you about it, you know. So it was it was really a cool, yeah. great experience. And ever since then, I've wanted to be able to compete at the world at Black Belt and stuff like yeah. that, and, 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 and compete at the world in general, you know. So, so how was it for you, coming to the world as a Black Belt, like perhaps fulfilling your dream? Uh, kind of, yes. Yeah. The, the, the fulfilling the dream is to is to be where Jacare and Hydra were at the very oh, end. Okay, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, we didn't get there this year, but it was it was a partial dream fulfilled to, to yeah. be competing at the Worlds um, as a black belt for yeah. the first time. I started competing at the Worlds as a blue belt juvenile. Yeah. So to okay. go up through all the ranks, have my ups and downs yeah. at the Worlds, um, but then and now ultimately at black belt now and here for who knows how long. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, do, you, do you have any, we talked about yesterday, I think someone asked a question at, at, uh, after the class about plateaus. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you like, do you feel yourself going like through like stairs where you get stuck in some kind of a level or um, where you find you, your motivation kind of like get, gets a little bit uh, less? A little bit sometimes, yes. That's yeah. always going to happen. You're always going to have peaks and valleys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to go up and down. Uh, it's always going to go up and down at times, um, yeah. but that's how it is. Nothing yeah. is ever going to be perfect going uphill because, you know, it, it's just over a 12-year period yeah. of training. Yeah. It's, that's just how it's going to be. Um, so what, what is it that motivates you, like, on a daily basis to keep to keep you going through three times a day, even when you're tired and sore? Yeah. Uh, just just that ultimate goal, going back to yeah. seeing, you know, Hajj and and seeing guys winning worlds at Black Belt. Um, I get jealous of them when I see them. <laughs> you do? You know, I, I want to be there. Yeah, I want to okay. be there really bad. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just be a black belt who's been there, but kind of was just a, the run of the mill. You know, kind of. I don't want to be a what, what, what do they call it? Um, a gatekeeper. Yeah, okay. I want to be. I want to be there at the top. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting close, but I still got a lot of work to do. Yeah. 
Have you always been that way, like so, so focused and goal-oriented? Goal, goal it goes back to my dad. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I was just uh, thankfully born with it. I was I was raised with uh, serious competitive parents. <laughs> uh, my dad, he, if you want to know, he um, before I was even born, he was a big triathlete. Okay. Um, he did the Ironman Hawaii a bunch of times. Yeah, you know, he okay. was very dedicated to what he did. Yeah. Uh, he would get up early in the mornings and bike every day for hours on end. You know, he yeah. would, he would put his work in. Um, so I, I he kind of pass that over to me and I've always been the same way. Yeah. I feel like if I got to do something, I got to do it 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't like cheating my way through it, anything. You know, I know if, like, if a tournament's coming up, I got to train 100% for it. Yeah. I got to put all my focus into it. Um, so I've always I've always grown up as a serious goal setter. And, uh, even at 10 player. years, 12 years old. Oh yeah, no, like I used to take everything that I did seriously, even when I would play checkers with my dad. <laughs> he would always beat me, but I would I would like be so adamant about trying to win. Yeah, okay. You know, so it goes back to very young age. Yeah. yeah. But if you, like growing up in New York, there must have been t tons of other things that kind of like uh, distracting you, or perhaps um, things you wanted to do, because they, they said absolutely everything you can do, you can do in New York. Were um, any temptations like throwing you away from training? And I, I guess the thing is, it was good. I, I grew up in New Jersey, actually. Yeah, okay. Uh, state right. It was just a little quieter. For yeah, me. okay. But anyways, I still went to school. I still, I still lived a normal kid's life for the most part. Yeah. But I was always just really serious about the sport, yeah. and I never really spent any time around friends. I mean, I started training once when, when I was like in fifth grade, elementary school, and I, that's all I did. I would leave. I would leave school. I'd go right. My dad would drive me to the gym right after. Yeah. You know? okay. Um, and that was how it was. I didn't make too many friends in <laughs> high school or, or now in college, wow. but you know, I got jujitsu, and yeah. those are all my friends yeah. I have there. You see, we're like, we're like we're at now. Now you're in Sweden. You're going around having seminars. You're meeting yeah. new people everywhere. See, when I come back to school next semester, people are gonna say, "Oh, where did you go?" Yeah. Some, some of my friends are really like, "I went to the Jersey Shore." You know, <laughs> I went, I went here. I went there. You know, yeah. I went to I don't know Connecticut, which is a state over to New York. Yeah. I can say I went. Across the Atlantic, yeah. and I can also tell people like during last semester I was in Brazil, I was in yeah. Portugal, I was in Ecuador, Costa Rica, you know, I was all over the U.S. You know, all just because of yeah. jiu-jitsu. So yeah. you know, Abu Dhabi, you know. So you think you're living the jiu-jitsu lifestyle? Yeah, now I think I yeah. am. Now I think I am. Luckily, you know, my name's gotten out there enough, so people want me to come and teach seminars yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I've qualified to compete in tournaments. Like I got invited to go to Kobe Podio. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm definitely getting the chance to live the jiu-jitsu lifestyle now. Cool. You know. And, more than uh, more than I was a few yeah. years back, you know. So how is it like training under Marcelo Castillo? It's great. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing with Marcelo is that I like is that he he brings a great atmosphere to the academy. Yeah. Um, you want to be there uh, every day. Yeah. So when I'm away, I feel bad. I I know, <laughs> I know it's a lot of fun over there. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to train over there. Yeah. Not only is the training hard, where a lot of the guys I train with are really tough, but it's a it's a family friendly atmosphere, which is something that I'm okay. always looking yeah. for. Um, I can't even explain. Marcelo is just such a nice guy. He's yeah. such a he's one of the nicest guys you just ever met. He seems so nice. Is he yeah. like that all the time or is he like hard also? He's he's tough on you. Yeah. I remember the first time I remember the first time like um, we didn't sign up for a New York Open one time with me and a few of the other guys. We were we missed the deadline or something yeah, okay. like that. And he brought us into his office. And this was like the this was only like a month into being at Marcelo's and he kind of like talked to us. He's like, guys, we really need you to be able to sign up. You know, he was able to get us in with with his wife Tachi. Thank God. Okay. They were able to sneak yeah. us in there. But um, he's like, but it was funny. He was kind of stern with us, but at the same time, he still had his nice tone with us. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the guys were all nervous. They were like, oh man, we upset Marcelo. And me, I was like happy because I appreciated that he was he cared. that he cared. Yeah. He cared enough to bring us into his office exactly. like, and says, you guys, you guys have to be doing this. Yeah. If he doesn't care, he wouldn't even he wouldn't even bring exactly. it up. You know, I'd rather have him get upset with us for doing for yeah. messing up than not caring yeah. and just letting it be. Um, so he's almost like a father figure, yeah. I believe. And that that's something that I really appreciate. He yeah. he knows he knows when to be nice to us, but then he knows when to be stern and be like. Hey guys, you guys kind of messed up here. You got you got to do this. You got to yeah. do that. You know. So the advice is always uh, is always helpful, yeah. and he's been a great influence. You know, he taught me how to be become a more mature uh, athlete. I think sometimes I was a little too uh, maybe maybe before I joined Marcelo's, I was a little too uh, high up on myself. I thought <laughs> okay. I thought I was a little high and mighty. Yeah. But Mar since Marcelo is one of the best out there, and he's so down to earth, yeah. it helped me. Go down a few notches and realize, yeah. okay, you know what? We got. He's just a good role model. He's a good role model. Yeah. He's he's the person you want to try to uh, mimic. Yeah. You know, both on the mat and off the mat. So if in like if I have like an ordinary training week, how's that like for you? Um, 
It, it's long. It's long. <laughs> okay. I know, I know by Saturday I'm like, I'm done. Okay. You know, so I train Monday through Saturday. Um, okay, only yeah. one day rest day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes that one day rest isn't enough, but, okay. but we have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, just uh, mostly, I'm at, I'm at the academy all day. Yeah. Uh, whether it's sleeping on the mats or training, either way. Um, I don't like to leave. I have this anxiety about like leaving the mat. I even wear my gi pants like while I'm walking around the city. Really? Because I go somewhere. I just I feel like I'm gonna be late for something. Really? Because I, so, I was I was left and I saw you coming in here with the pants on. Yeah. There we have a seminar later on. So. Yeah, because I, I want to be I want to be on time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it. And I feel yeah. like I take too long changing. But anyways, um, like I get up around in in New, in New Jersey. I, I I drill. I mean, excuse me. I do strength conditioning on. Monday, Wednesday, Friday okay. at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. And like then, regular weightlifting or? Yeah, regular weightlifting, nothing crazy, yeah. just, to, just to maintain strength, yeah. you know. Um, I do that three times a week, upper body twice a week, lower body once. Okay. Um, from about 7.30 to 9. Yeah. And then I'll take a train into New York, which is about like 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, I have, then I have my first drilling session of the day at 11.30, to, from 11.30 to 12.30. Um, Marcelo has a class from 12.30 to 1.30. Okay. Uh, train extra rounds from 1.30 to 2 and then I'll drill for an extra 45 minutes from 2 to 2.45 ish so that's quite a lot yeah so the first <laughs> session which is like a compiled three th almost three and a half hours yeah. there and then that's it for the for the for the first long session of the day come back at night I'll drill from 6 to 7 and then train from 7 to 8.30 um, so you train like six hours a day I try to. I try to. I like to have a number in my head of like what, how many hours I like to do yeah. a day. I kind of base it off what I've heard, you know, top competitors, top black belts, yeah. how much they train a day. So many hours a week do you come up to? Um, if if all sessions go according to plan during the week, probably about like this. That I do that same routine every day. So six um, hours a day almost. So six hours a day. If you add that up, about five hours each day. It's yeah. about like thirty hours. I try to. Spend. Well, it's like a work week. Yeah, it's a work. <laughs> by Saturday, it definitely, yeah. it definitely does feel like a work week. Yeah. Saturdays actually uh, are, are, are like just a half day yeah. where I just do like what I do in the morning, and, okay. then, and then and then the night is closed. Yeah. But um, but how do you like maintain your body? Like if you only have one day to rest and recover, does your body like keep keep up with you? I try to make sure I get as much sleep as possible. Yeah, you know it's it's hard sometimes when I because I don't get home from New York until about 11 p.m. Yeah. 11 at night, and I already have to get stuff ready for the next day. Yeah, exactly. And I'm already up by 7 a.m. Yeah. for 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 the next day. Yeah. So it's tough, but I always make sure like, and that's this is another reason why I don't like to leave the gym. I like to pack lunches so that I have a chance to to really rest in between each training session. Yeah. You know, I like to take naps. You know, I like to just completely shut down in between that time period. Yeah, okay. Um, so, and I also make sure I'm like serious about my supplements. Yeah, okay. Uh, my strength and conditioning coach when I was growing up was uh, Martin Rooney. He has okay. a training for wars program, yeah. and he taught me a lot about like taking the right supplements at the right time. Yeah. So I always made sure to follow that. And I okay. feel like it's always helped. So you have any kind of like favorite supplement that you always bring with you or take? No, I mean I've switched to different ones just to yeah. see how they work. But yeah. as long as I'm kind of sticking with the routine, it's always yeah, okay, okay. it's always helpful. Yeah. Somebody's up, up, upset around here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they, they, they were a YouTube video when you got your black belt. Yeah. That went kind of viral. Yeah. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? It's funny. I went to I went to Europeans and I remember this was like ten days after. Yeah. And I had so many people come up to me about it and like. Gianni, I watched your you, I watched your video of you getting your black belt. I cried too. <laughs> it I was cried, emotional. I cried yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah, it was that was great. Um, I kind of had a little expectation. Yeah. I was kind of hoping. I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a crier. Yeah. That's a crier. <laughs> I, I tried to edit that out later. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Just keep, just keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, um, I kind of had a little bit of expectation, but I wasn't sure what to expect. Yeah. And then he was calling, Marcelo called me up, and I see he has, like, this four-stripe brown belt. I'm like, first of all, I'm thinking, like, man, don't give me that brown belt. <laughs> I, like the, I like the belt I have. Yeah, okay. It's already well broken in. Yeah. I competed, I won the world, and I want to keep that yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he asked me to face the crowd. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then he pulls out the black belt, and everybody starts going nuts. Yeah. And that was just the, everything kind of hit me at once. Yeah. You know, starting when I was 10 years old, going that's through all the kid ranks. That's perhaps where I heard the story before, when you talked about your father yeah. in your speech when he got the belt. Yeah, I talked about yeah. him then. He, you know, he was, my parents were obviously the first people I have to mention about that. Yeah. They, 
and they, they even bragged like this is kind of, they even kind of like uh, chided at me like this is kind of our black belt too, <laughs> we had to go through a lot yeah. to get to help you get here yeah, and they sure. did it's absolutely true they're, yeah. they're they're black belt world champion parents you yeah know? exactly uh, they definitely helped me out a lot so they I had definitely had to give them a good um, uh, mention during the speech there yeah. but but like I said when I was getting it, it was just like everything was hitting me everything we went through you know all the kids ranks all the up and downs all the all the you know long drive homes after maybe a tough competition yeah. with my parents you know all the good moments just everything kind of was all in that moment there yeah. and it was it was a great experience yeah. and definitely very fulfilling you know would, would, would like what, what you have imagined uh, even better yeah even better. I was never sure what to expect um, but just the way Marcelo did it as well yeah. um, and also what made me feel very at home and very um, and, and I knew I made the right decision being at Marcelo's was how, every, how everyone was so excited for me that night yeah that's um, awesome Yeah, the, 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 everyone went nuts afterwards, yeah. and I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. That's probably what made me most emotional, yeah. just seeing the reaction of. of Were your parents there, or did you have to call them later Unfortunately, on? Unfortunately, my parents weren't there. They they they're hard workers, yeah, okay. you know, and they're always working, you know, trying to help me still be able to get to get to certain places. Yeah, okay. um, you know, so they were at work that night. I was I was a little sad. I was like, guys, you want to try to come? But they were actually kind of funny. They were nervous about coming because, like, they didn't want to show up so that they, so ah, that people, so that Marcelo would think, oh, Gianni expects to get his exactly, black belt yeah. like that. They're like, no, we'll just stay away. Just call us if it happens, <laughs> you know. And, and luckily, it happened. And then, so what did they say when you called them up? Then they were like, it's about time. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, they're 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 really excited. Yeah. They were really uh, thrilled. They knew it meant a lot to me, um, yeah. and it meant a lot to them as well. And I, I told them, I told them first of all, they're like, this is. You're a black belt as well. Yeah. You guys helped me get here big time, so it was big. It was a big accomplishment, I guess, for all of us. Yeah. So, how was World this year? Worlds was an in interesting experience. Yeah. Um, it was really cool to be able to compete there for the first time, but but now I now I have in my head competing there the first time isn't what matters to me. Um, winning the first time is what matters to me. Yeah. That's always what it's been. It's one thing to compete at Worlds, but a lot of people just want to compete at Worlds. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want to just compete at Worlds. Yeah. Um, I had a good first day. I won my first two matches against two solid guys. I was yeah. very happy with that. Uh, one guy I've fought a few times, uh, Simone from Italy, uh, Simone Francescini. Okay. And he's always tough. Um, yeah. It was a good match. Um, but then I, I made it to the quarterfinals the next day with Hapa Mendes. Yeah. And it just it did not work out. Strategy. How many times have you fought now? I fought him three times this three year. Three times, yeah. And it, it was it was a crazy. It's a, it's crazy because I, from purple belt up, like he was like my idol coming yeah. up. And I admit, even the first time I fought him at Europeans, I had gotten my black belt literally a week before. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of did everything last minute to go, and then all of a sudden, my third fight at black belt is with Hapa Mendes. Yeah. I know you can't look up to anyone while you're fighting, but at that point, I, I kind of was. I was like, whoa, you know, yeah. if I'm fighting someone that I idolized and I tried to mimic my game after. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the Worlds, it wasn't like that. I, I knew I'm like, okay, we're 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 opponents now. We're equal level. We have to. I have to see eye to eye. Yeah. And I know I can't. There's no more idols when you're at black belt. They're exactly. all just um, respectable yeah. opponents. Um, how how does that work with you? Like mentally, you know this guy is so so good, and if you have a good bracket and you proceed, you always kind of face him at the end. Yeah. How does that work with you? How do you like prepare mentally for that? I, I prepare mentally, and now I'm really starting to work on it more because. I think a, a little while back, like I would think too highly of people, maybe not give myself enough credit. Okay. So what I'm doing now, I'm really just focusing on myself, yeah. uh, focusing on what I'm good at, focusing on my strengths, um, focusing on, on, on just simply believing in myself and not not focusing on what other guys are doing or what they've done before. Yeah, okay. It's a matter of just, um, uh, you know, like I like I said, focusing on myself, yeah. not not concerning myself with the opponent. I believe if I do everything I do, I should do. Correctly, if I do all my training sessions, if I do all my drilling sessions, if I do strength and conditioning properly, if I eat properly, if I sleep properly, yeah. everything will be good. Um, because I, I believe I belong at the top, yeah. and I've worked hard enough. Um, so you know, I don't really look at the, at the top guys anymore. I just look at them as other opponents that yes are very good, but I can't think of them any any higher than I think of myself. Okay. You know, or else we're giving them too much credit, and I might yeah. as well not even fight. But if, like in the worlds now, when you see the brackets, are we like hoping for some opponents or hoping that you're on the other side of uh, Mendes or? Yeah, um, people can think that, yeah. but we go to the worlds to fight the best guys. Yeah. You know, and that and no and anyways, no matter where you are in the bracket, there's going to be super yeah. tough guys. Would you rather like fight him at once, or would like to have like two fights and then have him? Like, it, does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because eventually, if you want to get to the end, he's probably going to be there anyway. Yeah. So you're going to have to face him sooner yeah. or later. 
Um, it doesn't matter because coming in second or third, you know, if you were to fight him in the final, is is no better than, than losing in the first round. Yeah. You know, okay. the gold is all that matters at the end. If, yeah. you, see, if, you, if you see the guys on the podium yeah. at the Worlds, you know, none of them were very happy in second or third. No. So I could have been in that spot and it would have been the same the same feeling. Um, were you there to see the Meow brother? He, he was. I did. He went pretty um, sad. I was there, at, you mean when Hapa fought? Um, yeah, he went burst out in tears when he was so, so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see how, I can I can understand that. Yeah. Um, for me, unfortunately, I didn't have a great match. I, so I was, I was, I was very disappointed about that. Yeah. But I felt really bad for him because he came so close. Yeah. He came very close, you know. I still had a, a, a few, a few steps to go before yeah. I got there. I believe I could have been the same way if I lost by those judges' yeah. decisions. Or by that one advantage, just because. For me, the goal is to win black belt at worlds, and yeah. for them, I know the goal is to win black belt at worlds, and for them to come so close and look like they had it at some points, just for it not to happen, yeah. um, I, I I felt their pain there. Yeah. You know, I felt really bad. Um, but those guys are those guys are so good, so yeah. they'll, be, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was kind of, I kind of wanted to say, stop crying. <laughs> you guys are gonna get there. You guys are gonna get there. Next year. Next year. Yeah. As long as I'm not in your division. Yeah, exactly. You guys will get there. Stay in that division. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look back at the men's fight, have you watched it afterwards on like YouTube or a computer or anything? So no. no. Ah, okay. <laughs> I don't. You don't watch do that. It. I mean, I sometimes I do, but like this one really kind of stuck in my side a yeah, little okay. bit. Um, because now I don't look at Hoffa as, as, as an idol, I said. Yeah. Like I said, some guys might look at him as like an idol, so they'd be like, oh, oh well, I fought Hoffa Mendes. But yeah. for me, I'm just upset that I lost. So you don't go back and look what you did, you did wrong, find the mistakes and correct it? You just, you just this, this, well, actually, this one, this, this one disappointed me so much that it's taking me time before ah, I, okay, I, I will go back to it eventually. Oh, okay. But I need to just breathe <laughs> <laughs> or else I'm going to overanalyze it way too much. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I knew it was, a, it, was a, it was a disappointing match, but that's you know that's how it goes. You yeah. know, now we just gotta prepare for the next one. And, yeah. You know, work on a different strategy. You know, yeah. whatever it takes. That's it. You know, we're not gonna stop. How do you see the Berenbola game like uh, coming on in the future? Is things gonna be like as much as it is today, or is it gonna come in, like new things gonna gonna take take it over? I don't know what's gonna take it over. I think it can. I think other stuff will come in, and yeah. I think it already is. Um, I think. That like it's already it's hit its peak of like of uh, dominance I guess, yeah. and now people now that everybody knows it, everybody's starting to work on ways to try to defend it yeah. or ways to like do variations around it. Yeah. Now you see guys defending it properly, so now you see guys doing variations of, of like how to do the bare bowl better or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know exactly how it's gonna go really, but it's it's I can already start seeing the change. Yeah, um, guys aren't able to get the Baron Bolos often, sometimes they have to go for different things. Yeah. You know, like the Mendes brothers, you know, I mean, they get the Baron Bolo, but sometimes sometimes they're not. The Meow yeah. brothers, the same thing. Yeah. So you see a lot of those guys playing like the lapel guard yeah. and stuff like that. You know, so there's always different things coming into the yeah. into the game. How do you see your game like proceeding? Um, like, I don't know. I don't know. My game's always changing. It's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of based on what I see in competition, what I see in myself when I compete. Um, I'm always trying to change. I'm always trying to develop. I'm always changing based on like what I see in training. Yeah. My game changed a lot. I feel when I went to Marcelo's because when I went to Marcelo's, all I tried to do was do Barambolo. But the guys at Marcelo's are really, really good at defending the Barambolo okay. actually, yeah. and really good guard passing pressure. So I had to work more on spider guard at that time, yeah, more okay. on lapel to keep them at, at bay, yeah. keep it at a good distance. So they forced me to change my game to not so heavy into the Barambola because they always made it so tough to begin with. Yeah, okay. And then I had to change it over to, to other things. Of course, I still go for that, but I feel like because of them and because of their guard passing pressure, yeah. my guard has be had to become more well-rounded. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, if you, if, uh, what, what's next for you if you like to take the, the, the year till next Worlds? Till next Worlds? Yeah. I'm just going to try to compete as much as possible. Yeah. I want to try to teach as many seminars as possible as yeah. well. I like being able to travel around. It's been really nice. Yeah. Um, but are there any like set tournaments you want to go to? Um, not necessarily set. I'll, I'm, I'm starting to plan for next year. The, yeah. the rest of this year is kind of like I kind of have a good idea. I probably have another about like six tournaments or something like that this yeah. year, I believe. Um, we'll see. Next yeah. year, I hope to go to all the major tournaments. I've I've never been to Brazilian nationals before. That's yeah. one goal I'd really like to. And this year, you also had to qualify for the worlds, right? 
Um, I didn't have to qualify this year. But, but next time. Next time, possibly. So yeah. I just so that's why I want to compete yeah. as many IBJF tournaments yeah. as possible. Make sure I get that get exactly. that in there. I don't want to be left out. For sure, <laughs> you know, no. it's it's crazy to think that like every year I could just go to the worlds no problem. Yeah. It's guaranteed. But now it's not so guaranteed. Yeah. You know, but I think that's that's good for the sport. I think that's how it should have been a while ago. Do you think it's it's good for the sport? Like it's going to be like a professional black belt league almost, or do you think it's like some some people that could have been before won't go now? So that's perhaps going to be like bad for the sport, or do you think it's going to be get better? No, I think I think it's good for the sport. I think we need to have a little exclusivity. I believe yeah. is the right word. Yeah. Um, I, I believe it needs to be exclusive. Sometimes yeah. you see some black belts in there that maybe don't compete as often, maybe don't take it as seriously, and like, oh, I'm just going to go to Worlds. Yeah. And that doesn't look good. you got to have guys that are, man, they really want to be there, they, they really, and they have, everyone should have a chance to win yeah. in that division. You know, we don't need, uh, you don't want to just have a, a ton of bracket fillers that take up, and make the tournament take yeah. up five days. You know, it's, I think it's important to, to make people have to work to go to the Worlds. Yeah. You can't just be like, okay, my one tournament of the year. Okay. Um, I believe it. I believe it's good. I believe yeah. it shows a more professional yeah. um, aspect, um, and I think it's putting in the right direction. I think all belts should be qualifiers, okay. just blue through black. Okay. Okay. Um, because man, you see a blue belt. There's like 150 guys yeah. in some of these yeah. divisions, and there's maybe and in the end, maybe there's about like 40 that are like high level at yeah. that rank. You know, so I I don't want to say that I feel bad for the guys that, that maybe don't qualify or wouldn't get to go. Yeah. But I believe for for it to become more professional, there, it, yeah. it should be qualifying to. But don't to you think that if perhaps it, 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 it's some people are really good that don't have the money to go around to the tournaments, won't be able to go to the worlds now? That's true. That that could be one problem. But you know, it, it's it's hard to work with everyone. And then that's another thing. Um, if the sport wants to be, become more professional, sponsors need to become more professional yeah. as well and be able to yeah. help their help their sponsored athletes. If these guys are really good, then they should be able to get sponsors to help yeah. compete at tournaments. You know, so everyone has to kind of step up their game a little yeah. bit if they want to become. Uh, so how how does that like like a sponsorship work? So you have with Show Your Roll? Yes, uh, yeah. I have one with Show Your Roll. Um, you know, and, and they help out a lot. Uh, yeah. They they pay for registration for tournaments. And they pay for awesome. you know, yeah. and they and they send me a lot of stuff. You know, yeah. So I'm I'm never out of keys, which is good. Yeah. Um. So they help out. Um. I have another uh, company that Digitsu. Um. I did uh I did a DVD with them. Okay. And that's been helping pay a lot. Yeah. So that's kind of like my, that's kind of like my financial aid right there. Yeah. And yeah. yeah so you you get you get something from seminars. Uh, do you like? Are you like a paid instructor at the academy? I'm, I'm not a paid instructor at the academy. I will teach private lessons, you know, okay. on the, uh, whenever available. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not. I, I haven't been too quick to ask Marcelo about teaching classes because I, I feel like I'm already on, on the mat enough. And I, right now, for the most part, I, I really just want to focus on, on training and competing. Yeah. Just focusing on yourself, perhaps. Yeah, a little bit. So, you know, I, I don't want to get too tight now. I'm sure he wouldn't over overbear me with anything, but. At the same time, I, I do want to focus when I'm on the mat at Marcelo's. I really do like to just focus yeah. on what I need to do. Um, definitely, I want to. I want to teach someday. Um, have my own school. That's a goal in mind. Yeah. But I don't, didn't want to. Just don't want to think about that while I'm there. Yeah. You know. So you want to have your own academy also? Yes, for sure. Yeah. It seems like most of the black belts, like in a couple of years, wants to have their own academy. Mm -hmm. Are you going to stay in New Jersey, or are you? Where are you planning? Um, I think I'm definitely. I definitely want to stay in the New Jersey, New York area. Yeah. That's that's home for me. Yeah. Um, I've always thought about other places, but you know, I, I I just feel most comfortable there. It works well for me. Okay. Um, you know, I've already looked at some places in New Jersey and stuff like that. So we're, you know, already trying to come up with ideas. I'm not sure how far in the future it'll be, but it's just like a a plan, a plan, yeah. a goal to have in mind. Yeah. Like like I'm a goal setter in competition. Yeah. I want to be a goal setter, like trying to open up a school yeah. someday and everything. How's the like uh, if I call the BGA scene in in the states? Is it like okay for you to go to train with the other academies, or is it like strictly you can only train with this academy? Or um, well, even when I was at Henzo's, even when I wasn't really supposed to, quote unquote, I don't know. They I, I kind of got a little bit of heat for it once in a while. Yeah. But I, I would go anyway. Yeah. I wanna. I'm looking to help improve myself. Yeah. I actually went. I trained with the Mendes brothers for a little while. Um, I went to places in DC. I trained with Ryan Hall. Yeah. I went to some other schools, not too many, but I did go to yeah. some. Um, do you still do? I still do. Yeah. I still do. Um, do I actually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still do. I still do. Yeah. Um, not to the Mendes brothers anymore, since yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they yeah. want me there now. But um, you know, I. I would but go they over. train with the Miao brothers. 
Not anymore. I, they don't train with them anymore. They, they were training with them when they were brown belts. Ah, they were now brown belts. Like, now that okay. they're black belts, it's a, it's a different ah, story. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's a different story. Yeah. Um, where did they go? I went to a, I went to a few other places. Yeah. But, um, so I, I go to Cobrinas every once in a while, yeah. you know, and that's always good. Yeah. Uh, so he should uh, have so some insight on the members also. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you get that you can like talk together what what to do. <laughs> yeah. And get a strategy. I'll, I'll go. Maybe I'll go to them next time a little earlier just for a little yeah. uh, strategy of. Uh, Have talk. But how do you like? How how do you? Uh, where do you like find like your motivation for finding new techniques? Who do you look up to get inspiration from for your game? Or do you like make everything up yourself? Oh uh, no, I don't. I don't make up everything myself. I get I pick things here and there from the, from the best of certain guys. Yeah, okay. Um, and then and then in the meantime, like when I start d drilling with what I see they do, then yeah. I find something on my own. I kind okay. of okay, I'm able to branch off a little bit yeah. and try something that's maybe a different variation that works well for myself. Yeah. Uh, and that comes from everybody, um, everybody that I work with, you know, I pick things from Marcelo, I pick things from, I've been watching a lot of Leandro Lowe now, I, yeah. think. I, I really like watching his game, and, yeah. and so does everyone else, yeah. it seems like, you know, awesome. he's, he's a very uh, interesting guy to yeah. watch. I, I still pick up things from the Mendes brothers, of course, yeah. I pick up things from Cobrinha, um, a lot of different guys, and I, you, I pick up things from anyone that I work with, yeah. from, my, from my teammates who are purple belts and brown belts, to, you know, whoever I feel like is showing something good or doing yeah. something well. I'll, I'll pick up that and I'll try to yeah. use that if I can. You know, it doesn't have to be from high-level guys. It can be from anyone that yeah. I feel like is doing something well. Do you think it's any kind of danger, like uh, finding people to get techniques from, rather than developing the, your own? Because your others always going to be like following them. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why then. That's why once you get it, yeah. once you understand what they're doing, you have to try to go out yourself and yeah. figure out more with what they're doing. Yeah. That's like how the Mendes brothers became good because they. They saw the Barambolo, um, or at least I believe. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard some stories, okay. but let's say they saw the Barambolo, but they refined it into what they into yeah. what they have now. You know, I, I I know there was some Barambolos before they really made it big. Yeah. But they're what they're what made it like yeah. famous. They're yeah. what made it you know a big time yeah. move nowadays. Something know, so. seems like that the world is like uh, this is what is the newest and coolest things that they're gonna do because it seems times. It looks like sometimes when at the world they are presenting the new techniques almost like Keenan did with the worm guard. He, yeah. stops, he almost like promoted it during the worlds. Yeah. And he kept it to himself a little bit until then. Yeah, yeah. That's good for him. Yeah. You know, just, <laughs> that means he's doing something really well. Yeah. You know. But do you think like uh, more people do it like that? That really keep the techniques to themselves and then try to use them at the worlds because then nobody has seen it? Um I don't know, maybe maybe it's just a coincidence. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, I think he was. I think I saw him playing a lot of that stuff before. You know, he was starting to play it more at the other tournaments, and yeah. now and now I think just because it was at the world, it was at the biggest stage. Yeah. It was just more, um, more um, analyzed. Yeah. Okay. Because you know people are looking closer at that tournament than yeah. the other tournament. You know, so that's where, and and especially since he had such great fights with like Ushasha and with yeah. Leandro Lowe, yeah, exactly. of course people now are gonna be like, oh wow, now yeah. we now we really need to pay attention yeah. to this. Maybe in some like he did it really well in Abu Dhabi. Okay. And okay. He was do it helped him beat Braulio and he gave him a good fight with Pushesha. But since it was worlds, everybody was like, Oh wow, now now we yeah. see this is legit. We better we better pay attention. Yeah. Now everybody's working on it, including, <laughs> including myself. Everybody. I, I was in training yeah. yesterday, I'm, now I'm trying to experiment with myself and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, it's it's cool. Yeah. How, how do you like um, we is it we rather compete in the IBGF tournaments or we'd like to go to, go to like um, Metamoris and Copa Podio or which kind of tournaments do you prefer? Um, those are really different, and Metamoris and Copa Podio are really more like shows. Yeah, they they they're not they, they you, can't, you can't consider them like tournaments. Yeah. Um, I like the stage of the big tournaments like or, or of the big shows like Copa Podio and yeah. Metamoris. I did the last Copa Podio, which was a great experience. Yeah. I like another chance at it because you know. I felt very out of my element. Okay. I, you know, I'd love to be able to do it one more time yeah. and get kind of comfortable to being in Brazil. Yeah. I hadn't been there in like 10 years, so I'd love another chance at yeah. that someday, just so I, I, I would know what to expect the next time. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about Metamoris? Metamoris, um, I like the submission-only idea, but yeah. it's tough. It's yeah. tough to like, really make it perfect. Yeah. You know, it's um, there's there's the good there's the goods and bads with uh, with Metamoris. Yeah. Sometimes you get good matches, but then sometimes you get Brendan Schaub matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It always, always looks like uh, Guy got a lot of credit for his match, mm -hmm. and it seems like Hafa kind of got bad publicity because oh, he, yeah. he, he weren't able to uh, get, get his game going. 
Well, that's what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. You know, and then maybe and I, I didn't get to see the entire fight, but from what I saw, like, like Clark was just doing a very good job at defending. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know. But, but it seems like perhaps like uh, the metamorphosis is like more focused on how the, the athletes perform. Yeah. Because in the in the words, there's, there's so many people, so you don't get that kind of focus on each individual. Yeah. And also the people at Metamores expect to see a submission. Yeah, exactly. You know, and when they don't see a submission, they start questioning the yeah. game, which is sometimes unfair, yeah. I believe. You know, because and I, I, I don't like it when people say on, on, on YouTube and stuff like that and IBGF, like, oh, look at these guys butt scooting. They should be looking for the finish. Because, you know, always always go for the finish, you know. But it's at, at high-level black belts, it's, it's really not that easy. Yeah. You know, if, if guys are technical level right here, neck and neck with each other, yeah. It's very hard to get the yeah. submission, so you know, metamorphs almost sometimes twenty minutes with these high level black belts, unless it's a complete mismatch. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's gonna be very hard to get. Yeah. So what do you think about the new rules that they put up for the worlds? Um I like them. I like them. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't mind them too much. No. Uh, well actually I say I like them, but then I, at first I was a little annoyed because I the rules were going against me a little bit. Yeah. We were in I was in double guard flow in my first match a little bit. And we got stood up uh, twice, I believe. Okay. But then I was like, okay, fine. There were no penalties. Yeah, there were penalties. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so then I would just come up on top. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it can take guys out of their out of their comfort zone. Yeah. But I like that it promotes action. Yeah. I, I do like that. Um, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. That's good, I guess. But at the same time, I don't like that they develop new rules to try to change the sport. I think I think just people evolving with different techniques will help change the sport itself yeah. and help change and make it more exciting. Yeah. What I've noticed is that like, say in the t early 2000s, like when I was at the Worlds in 2004, 2005, maybe it wasn't the most exciting because of because of how the game was developing, because yeah. of the techniques that were going on. There'd be some stalled out matches. Yeah. And then I noticed like, I'd be at the Worlds in like 2007, 2008, 2009, I noticed like more exciting matches, more yeah. faster paced stuff going. Yeah. But then because of that, other other techniques start coming in, and yeah. then maybe it starts slowing down. Uh, and I think it's, it, and then I think it only speed up. You know, it's just that's just how it goes. You know, yeah. with techniques come different strategies, it's come like stalled out positions yeah. a little bit. But then people develop new things yeah. to to change it up. I don't think I don't think uh, they should <laughs> use rules to change up the sport. I think it'll just happen over time. Like how it would evolve by itself almost? Yeah, with how the athletes evolve. Yeah. That's just, I, I think that's how it's gone, all right? That's yeah. what I've seen how, it, how it's gone. Yeah. I don't want it to become like uh, judo. You know, yeah, exactly. judo changed its rules a lot, and now yeah. it's, and now it's a, you know... Yeah, like box it in. You, you can't do almost the, the stuff that you want to do. you got to follow the tight rules. Yeah, the, you don't want to tighten up the rules too much because then it, it I don't know, it just limits everyone. Yeah. And it limits the potential of, yeah. uh, of, of what the sport can be. So, so what do you think about the leg leg reap uh, new rule? I think that I think that's good actually. Yeah. Um, I never agreed with like the first first reap disqualification automatically. Yeah. I even uh, I I would even get some wins by disqualification. I'm like, come on, this isn't yeah. really that big of a deal. Let's just give a penalty or something like that and keep fighting. Should um, it be up to the judge, the referee, to like to see the position if the knee is in danger or not. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think it's good, but I, I just don't I don't I just don't agree with it being such a quick. DQ. Yeah. I think, and I, I like that they're they're more like okay, it's, if it's across the center line, yeah. then it's a DQ yeah. or something like that. Um, and it's good because a lot of the guys at Marcelo's they play the single leg X, yeah. so sometimes they can they're in in danger of getting that DQ. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm glad that I'm glad that they're a little bit more lenient with that now, because yeah. um, I think guys were getting DQ'd way too fast. Yeah. And I think that's kind of unfair, but sometimes it just accidentally you know goes over yeah, like exactly. that. And it's not really the athlete's fault. They weren't intending to go over. And the position is not perhaps in danger for the knee at all. You just you can you can get your foot over without the pressure on the yeah, knee. Yeah, no. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's really not even that bad. I remember seeing once a guy was trying to escape from 50-50. Yeah. And he was trying to push out, and yeah. they DQ'd him from there. Okay. And I didn't think that was I didn't think that was right at all. So I'm glad that they're a, li a bit more lenient with it. They give the guy a bit more space yeah. because really, if it's just barely out crossing the hip, it's really not that bad. Yeah. But. Are there any rules you would like to see or changes? Not that I, not that I can think of. Really. Um, maybe once they come out with the rule, then I'll be like, ah, oh, yes. But if I think about it now, I, I would rather just see the sport develop more. I think I, I mean, I like the rules that they put now, but I don't want to see too many more rules implemented. Yeah, okay. I'd rather just see the the athletes and the sport develop itself. Yeah.
Uh, did you see the fight with the, uh, the girl who broke her arm? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually, it was funny. Uh, my girlfriend and I are good friends with her and her parents. And, oh, really? And her, and her brother, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So it was really tough to see. I, I hated seeing that, but yeah. I love that she's getting, uh, that she's getting great publicity yeah. and everybody's really respecting her because... Did she, did, she do, did she do the right thing, you think? Should she, she touch? Should the referee stop it? You know what? She, everyone's some people. A lot, a lot of people are supporting her, which is great. Yeah. But some people are kind of like, oh, she's just got an ego or something like that. Literally, she was just fighting, and she didn't feel it. You know, I, I think she thought she was gonna be fine. I don't think it was. I, what could be really going through your head at that time is just, you know, you just like the the will to win right there, yeah. and that was basically it. Um, you don't. Sometimes you don't even really think at that moment. Yeah. You know, it's just. But the referee should he like stop the match or what do you think? Should I let it continue? Maybe, maybe I think maybe the ref should have stopped it, but maybe he didn't really realize. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought, I thought that was a rule. Maybe that's UFC or MMA or something like that, where they have to stop the fight if the guy's yeah, arm's exactly. broken or something. But if it's, but but they stop if it's a knee rip. They stop if he's unconscious. They stop if the arm pops. Don't they? I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know if the ref made a mistake there. Yeah. Uh, it was 20 seconds left. Maybe he's like, okay, let's just let's just let this play out. You know. Yeah. Maybe the ref was thinking like, okay, if she doesn't want to tap, she doesn't want to tap. Um, but I was really sad that that uh, when I when I saw that, I was yeah. I, I was more worried for her because I was literally standing right next to her mom when that happened. Whoa! And okay. I was I was the one that I, I was freaking out more than she was. She was just like, oh crap! It looked awful. It it looked bad. Yeah. Yeah. But. But she's good now. Did you have talked to her? Yeah, she's good. Um, yeah. My my girlfriend talked is cl is closer with her, so they go back and forth yeah, messages yeah, yeah. and um, like it was only a dislocated elbow, so she was really okay. Yeah. I thought something was stupid with a bit of shoulder. No, no, it was just the elbows. They were able to put it back in, and and I think she's she was out for maybe up to three weeks or something like that. So okay. nothing nothing crazy, thank God. So it looked, you know? looked worse than it was then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it definitely didn't look good. Um, but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm really glad that she's getting. Um, some attention from the public because yeah. she works really hard. I don't know if you know too much about her story, but like she's also really smart in school. She 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 goes to college, or I think she okay. just graduated, yeah. and she's in like looking to be like a lawyer someday. Cool. Um, so I like that. She's very well rounded, and she deserves yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of publicity. A lot of um, she should be uh, for females. She should be one that they, that girls look up to. Okay. Someone that does a lot of things in life, someone yeah. that and, and doesn't write is well is respectful to all of her opponents um, and everything. You know, sometimes you, we find people that like, you know, I, I've seen them where, where people think that they're they're great, but sometimes they they're a little one sided. They're all to themselves. But Tammy's a very good person yeah. overall, on and off the mat, very technical. You know, so someone that that all judges people should look up to. Yeah. I we should try to get on the podcast, perhaps. Then. Yeah, so get, to absolutely. get the name out. There. Absolutely, she, yeah. she's the, the nice thing about her as well. Is she's also very quiet as well. She she keeps to herself. She doesn't boast about herself too much either. So she doesn't even she doesn't like to talk too much. I believe. Really, but okay. if you can, that'd be great because yeah. she's definitely someone that, that I really enjoy talking to. Cool. So what do you think you're gonna do now? It's, it's the world has just passed. Mm -hmm. You're you're gonna continue like your life like you used to, mm -hmm. or you're gonna do, do try to do something else to like to get. The next step ahead of Menace Brothers? Just adjustments. Yeah. Um, you go back and see, you see what you can possibly do better. Yeah. Um, nothing's, nothing much is really going to change because I believe everything I've done has helped me get yeah. to this point. And I think that's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. But just slight adjustments to make it better. So yeah. I'm already thinking like, uh, I already go back to my diet and I'm like, maybe I could eat better at some points. You know, as, as easy as it is to make weight, I think I can eat cleaner at some points. Yeah. You know, less carbs or something like that. I always try to do well, but there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Um, like strength and conditioning, I believe, you know, like at Featherweight, I felt a little bit, um, um, I felt like I, I had a strength disadvantage against some guys. Yeah. So I want to try to work, take that more seriously, yeah. not just maintain, but try to get stronger. Um, maybe that means doing a different strength and conditioning program. You know, we'll do see. Do you and Hoffa walk around at the same weight? I believe so. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure, really, but I, I from yeah. from training with him, and from getting to know yeah. him a little bit when we hung out or something like that, yeah. I believe we're around the same way. I could be wrong now, but I believe we are. So. He seems pretty solid when he does. Yeah, he's solid. <laughs> when he gets a grip, I, was, I remember I tried breaking it once, and I'm like, oh, damn, yeah, that's okay. a strong grip yeah. right there. You know, but yeah. So maybe then, then, then maybe means I have to pick it up a bit on yeah. that end. 
you know, or, or something like that. Or, you know, if I feel like the guys are too strong, you know, maybe consider like another weight class. Yeah. You know, I remember Cobrinha after European says, Gianni, you should go to life better. I'm like, really? Uh, just because the, he thought the guys were, were a lot stronger than I was. I don't think they were that much stronger, yeah. but, you know, who knows? Maybe that's something to consider. Could you go down? I think I could possibly. I, I used to do it when I was 17. Yeah. Um, and the good thing at Worlds is that, like, you know, you for black belts, you fight maybe one or two matches the first day, yeah. and then the rest the next day. So make sure you just get through the first one exactly. or two, yeah. and then you can um, rest and eat up yeah. for the next day. Look at, thinking about it, yeah. thinking about it. But we'll see. I don't know. Cool. Well, it's been good talking to you. Yeah, thank uh, you. It's been uh, nice to hear a little bit about your backstory and how much you train. It almost is kind of like insane, almost six yeah, hours well, a day. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, we trained like three hours yesterday, and I was completely beat the entire yeah. evening. So uh, three hours is respect, man. Oh, I know. Trust me, I, I I'm beat up after three hours. But, you are, uh, but that's just the psycho in me. <laughs> but it. you stayed on, on like the king of the hill the whole entire time. And yeah. you keep, keep coming new ones. Well, if you saw, I was like uh, yelling at him, like. Water. I need water. <laughs> yeah, it was hot in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was getting hot in yeah. there. So we're gonna do the King on the Hill today also. Um, I think today we're gonna to do more rounds. Yeah. Like the thing is, I felt bad because some guys really wanted to roll with me. Yeah. But then like maybe we'd be only in there for like thirty seconds because yeah. it was like first points. Exactly. So we'll we'll do like three or four minute rounds today. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll do something more like awesome. that. Any shout outs? Um, just just my my parents first of all, of course. Yeah. You know, they helped me get here. They helped me get everywhere I've been, you know, in, so, in one way or another. Yeah. You know, they've been my biggest support and I can't thank them enough for everything. Um, and my sponsors, Shoyu Roll, Digitsu, Bull Terrier, and Armbar Soap. You know, those guys have been a big help, whether just sending me gear or helping me get to tournaments, paying after tournaments yeah. as well. They've awesome. been a good support. And, you know, and also, of course, my team at Marcelo's, you know. I'm no better than the guys that I train with, you know, and those guys are really tough, so I think yeah. I'm doing So I think I'm doing Iron sharpens right. iron, right? Huh? Iron sharpens iron? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I really appreciate everything they've done to yeah. help me out the last two years. Do we have like an, a, a website or anything? Like uh, Working on one. You're working on We're one, working yeah. Working on one. It seems to be like a trendy thing to do now. Yeah, Aaron just helped me buy my, my the, the, the domain name. Yeah. Someone took my name or something like that, so we had to buy it off the Really? Guy. Yeah. I guess that's what he does. I guess he just takes names and I was Douchebag. like, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she nods over there. She knows. Yeah. yeah. That's a bad thing to do. Yeah, but Aaron keeps telling me to jump on that, but I, I, I will. Yeah. Now I got it. It seems like it. everybody's doing it now, getting their own like web website and having what he calls like online memberships. Yeah. Once I see people that I came up with starting to get, I'm like, okay, now I need to start. Yeah. Getting, now I need to start getting yeah. it myself. Good. Really nice to have you. Really yeah. nice talking to you. Thanks a lot. Really Thank you very much. It. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. I really hope you liked the podcast this time. Uh, be sure to check out the Defense Soap and Top Rank Equipment on Facebook on their web pages. And also, like a big thank you to uh, Gianni for taking time and participating in this podcast. Uh, please like the On the Mat Facebook page and uh, share the episodes with everyone you know who likes to listen to BDJ podcast. Okay, guys. Till next time. Take care.